When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Bears Brothers podcast and postgame show, the place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready, because it's time to bear down. to another episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. I'm your host for today, William Ingles, and I hope you have enjoyed your bye week atop the NFC standings. But it's time to get back down to business and maintain that position as the Bears go against the Miami Dolphins. And I'm here to break down the five key matchups which will lead to a victory in Miami. So without further ado, let's kick things off with matchup number one, Trey Burton versus Kiko Alonso. Now Trey Burton was kind of brought in as the safety blanket for Mitchell Trubisky The two became really good friends during training camp, and everyone kind of thought that Trey Burton would be by far the largest target in this passing attack, at least for the first year, even with big names like Allen Robinson, big play threats like Taylor Gabriel as well. However, to this point, he only has 19 targets on the year despite playing all four games. He flashed against Tampa Bay, although pretty much every Bears offensive player flashed in that game. Lots of offense to go around. But we haven't seen him have a massive role in this offense to this point. He's been in a lot of formations, a lot of motion. However, I think that changes a little bit this week. There's a chance of rain in the forecast in Miami, which I think could adjust the game plan to feature Trey Burton a lot more. However, he's going to have one of the best and most athletic linebackers in the NFL to go against, and that's Kiko Alonso. He leads the team in tackles so far this season with 50. Some of those are assisted, but he is all over the field. And his stats don't just range in the running game and making tackles. He has three passes defended, two interceptions, and two forced fumbles on the year. This is one of the most dynamic defenders in the NFL, in my opinion. I've really enjoyed watching film on him, being a linebacker myself. The way he moves around the field and just how aggressive he is when he plays the game is a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be a very interesting matchup to see how Trey Burton matches up with Alonzo, whether that be in the downfield blocking game or whether that be in the passing attack. It's going to be a really interesting matchup to watch with two of the most dynamic athletes on both teams. Moving on to matchup number two, we're going to have Charles Leno versus Robert Quinn. And yes, my friends, Charles Leno is back on the key matchups. I've mentioned it a few times already. As long as he's going against one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL, he's going to make my top five matchups, and he's going to draw another difficult task with Robert Quinn being lined up across from him this week. Now, to this point in the year, Charles Leno Jr., as I mentioned, has done a phenomenal job of shutting down those pass rushers right across from him. He had another really good outing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, despite having Jason Pierre-Paul lined up across from him. Now, like I mentioned in that matchup uh, segment, Pierre-Paul is kind of past his prime. Robert Quinn's kind of getting up there in years as well, but you do not discount what a veteran pass rusher can do. 
At this point, he knows all the moves. He knows the tendencies of tackles lined up across from them. Quinn only has one sack on the year, but that does not discount the disruptive force that he can be against the Chicago Bears passing attack, especially one if, it, if it's a, a wet and rainy scenario like I mentioned earlier. Trubisky might be holding on to the ball a bit more, trying to make sure that his receiver is certainly wide open so that there's no chance of the ball slipping out of his hand and maybe not being as precise as he wants it and risking an interception. So Leno Jr. is going to have a tough task making sure he buys enough time for Trubisky to be completely comfortable. However, like I've said before, he's been very productive so far this year. He's a 7th ranked left tackle according to Pro Football Focus, a ranking I entirely agree with. I think he is showing out this year, even after signing a large contract. For matchup number 3, we're going to move to the defensive side of the ball for the Chicago Bears, and that's going to be cornerback Kyle Fuller matched up against Albert Wilson, wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. This is pretty interesting because Albert Wilson is someone who is rumored to be a Chicago Bear during that uh, high-flying free agency period for the Chicago Bears. However, the Miami Dolphins uh, gave a very generous paycheck to Albert Wilson, one that he couldn't refuse, so he wound up in Miami Dolphin. And to this point, he's been relatively productive. He's their second leading receiver right behind Kenny Stills as far as production is concerned. The stat that really jumps out to me when I look at Albert Wilson is 153 yards after catch. Is he exactly... Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. A downfield threat? No, but he is someone who will burn you after the catch. Now, to this point, Kyle Fuller has only 10 total tackles and one pass defended in the first four games. Now, a lot of people wanted him to have, you know, some more, a more, like, eye-popping stat line. And of course, that interception against Green Bay would have been a nice thing to put here. However, this kind of goes to the point that teams aren't testing him the way that they used to. He had a ton of pass deflections last year and passes defended. And that's because teams were willing to target him a lot more. More or less, I believe that Kyle Fuller has earned a bit of respect in the NFL to this point, And teams are targeting him a little bit less. And something else to point out is that those 10 tackles are all solo tackles. So to this point... Not a lot of receivers are breaking out of the grasp of Kyle Fuller should they make a reception on him. And like I said, it's going to be very important considering Albert Wilson in four games already has 153 yards after catch. That's very impressive. Another thing to look at is uh, how dynamic Albert Wilson is as an athlete. He's had multiple rush attempts on the year as well as a passing touchdown of over 50 yards. Not only Kyle Fuller, but the Bears defense will have to watch this dynamic athlete the entire game because he's someone who can take a small play, especially in a West Coast offense that Adam Gase runs, and take it the distance any play. Going to be a very important matchup for Kyle Fuller to lock him down, even if he does make a short reception. Make sure that stays at a 5-7 to seven yard reception. Line up, play another down. In our fourth matchup, we're going to have a battle of rookies. That would be the Bears receiver Anthony Miller versus cornerback for the Dolphins, Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, after leaving the Arizona game with a soldier injury, it does appear that Anthony Miller will be suiting up to play against the Miami Dolphins, and he's going to have another high draft pick going up against him, and that would be Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, both of these players have relatively limited sample sizes. It's their rookie year. They're only a few games into their rookie season. 
However, Anthony Miller has had an ascending role in the offense. We saw a pretty expanded role in that Arizona game before he left with an injury. He had he caught four of his five targets for 35 yards in that game. It's not a flashy stat line. The offense really struggled within that game. Would have really enjoyed seeing him in that Tampa Bay uh, uh, explosion of offense, but I do believe his role will continue to expand in this offense. And as I mentioned earlier, if this is going to be a game with sloppy conditions, those intermediate crossing routes are going to be extremely important to capitalize on. And I think Anthony Miller's crisp route running ability and really reliable hands will be extremely key should he be taking the field and should the rain uh, play a factor in this game. Going against Mika Fitzpatrick, like I said, relatively small sample size to this point. But he does have 34 total tackles. Not all of those are solo. I want to say he's about 15 solo tackles to 19 uh, assisted tackles. So he's not afraid to get involved in the run game as well as uh, locking down his receiver. He has three passes defended to this point and one interception. He's been a fun athlete to watch at this point. A lot of people thought he would be a dynamic cover guy. And to this point, he has been. It's going to be really fun watching these two guys go at it. Like I mentioned, everyone who was at training camp and even at some points of this season have seen just how great Anthony Miller is at running routes, something that isn't usually acquired by an NFL wide receiver until at least a few years into the league. But so far, he's definitely gotten that down. And Minkah Fitzpatrick, like I said, a great cover guy. Both two young guys I think that we will see in the league for a very long time about to go at it on Sunday. Definitely one to watch for everybody. Last but not least, we have our game breaker of the week, the most important matchup for both teams into attaining a victory for their squad, and that will be Leonard Floyd versus Laramie Tunsil. As of this recording, Laramie Tunsil has cleared concussion protocol. He will suit up on Sunday against the Chicago Bears, and he'll be drawing a matchup against Leonard Floyd, a person that has seemed kind of lost in the shuffle in the Bears' defense, however, I'm going to argue against that a little bit. Despite having only eight total tackles and two passes defended, Leonard Floyd has had a role which doesn't, uh, it's not conducive to a stat sheet, but he has had a very valuable role in run support, setting the edge. At times, he is chipping a tight end. Uh, Andrew Link, good friend of the show here, uh, did a really good film study on Leonard Floyd. He's playing a lot of roles in this defense and not roles that really serve for a stat sheet. He's not making tackles, but when he's getting a good chip on the tight end, before they go out for a route that's helping our corners, that's helping our safeties, that's buying them time and also disrupting the route. Uh, so the quarterback's timing's throwing off uh, with the route running, that's giving our corners and safeties more time to pick that uh, tight end or wide receiver up. And then you're going to see Floyd a lot of times go on a contained type rush, make sure the quarterback stays in the pocket. So in a lot of aspects, Leonard Floyd hasn't been the sack master we all thought he might be, especially with a monster like Khalil Mack lining up on the other side. But we're seeing a lot more of the dynamic athlete that Leonard Floyd is. He's not just a one-note, speed rush type of guy. I mentioned in a lot of shows earlier that he's developing more pass rush moves. He hasn't been given a lot of opportunities to display those yet. However, I think this might be a game where Vic Fangio and Matt Nagy get together and perhaps try to pull the wool over uh, Adam Gase in that defense's eyes. It'll be fun to watch, but yeah, I, I just want to make sure we argue the point that Leonard Floyd, though not a statistical monster at this point, has been doing a really good job. And he's going to be going against one of the better tackles in the NFL, though a young one in Laramie Tunsil. I know he's going to be coming back from an injury. Uh, was through the concussion protocol this week. But he's been a productive tackle. The running game has been really well since he's uh, since he's been in that role in Miami, and he's also been a solid pass 
pass protector as well. This will be really fun to watch, especially if Vic Fangio lets Leonard Floyd pin the ears back and get some more dedicated pass rush snaps against the Miami Dolphins going against Ryan Tannehill this week. Now that we've gone through our five key matchups, it's time to go through my weekly winning edge where I'm going to go through and I'm going to say which player in these matchups I believe has the edge going into Sunday's game. So going back up to the top, we're going to have Trey Burton versus Kiko Alonso. To this point, especially if the conditions are sloppy, I'm going to favor Kiko Alonso in this matchup. The physical way which he plays defense, I think, is a mismatch to the way that Trey Burton likes to play. I think his route running, to some extent, could be taken away, especially if there are sloppy conditions in Miami on Sunday. And like I said, Kiko Alonso, even though I classify him as a physical type of player, he is still very adept at covering. Like I mentioned, three passes defended and two interceptions show just how dynamic he is as an athlete as well as physical. I got to give this edge to the Miami Dolphins and Kiko Alonso for matchup number one. Then going right into matchup number two, Charles Leno Jr. versus Robert Quinn. I've taken Charles Leno in every single one of these matchups to this point, and I'm going to continue taking him. He's been extremely consistent. Love what he's done to this point in the season. I see no reason to pick against him, even with a uh, definitely a savvy veteran and Robert Quinn lined up against him. I think that Charles Leno Jr. shuts him down like he has the other pass rushers he's faced to this point in the season. Edge, Chicago Bears. Moving on to our third matchup, Albert Wilson versus Kyle Fuller. This one, it's really tough for me to decide this one, but I'm going to lead towards Albert Wilson in this matchup. I think all of us have been at least somewhat disappointed in Kyle Fuller to this point, especially being paid as a top five corner. We haven't seen top five corner production to this point. I think his tackling has been somewhat suspect to this point. He's gotten guys down to this point this season, uh, but I think we're going to see a little bit more of a struggle with that, especially, like I said, conditions wet and slippery, uh, as our my defensive coordinator said earlier this week, uh, slippery when wet, especially a guy like Albert Wilson, who is a shifty guy, uh, and already mentioned the 153 yards of yards after catch. I don't like this matchup exactly for the Bears at this point. Hopefully Kyle Fuller can prove me wrong, but at this point I got to give this edge to Albert Wilson. Now moving on to the battle of rookies, Anthony Miller versus Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm going to give this one to Anthony Miller. I really enjoyed his progression through the offense to this point, uh, earning a larger and larger role as the season has progressed. I think we see that continue, especially with a lot of intermediate and crossing routes testing Minka Fitzpatrick's speed and ability to stay with Anthony Miller on those crossing routes. Those are definitely the hardest to cover in a man-to-man scheme. I think Anthony Miller is going to have the edge here. I just think that his route running is so good and so savvy at such a young age that Fitzpatrick is going to struggle with that. I think a productive day for Anthony Miller is in store, and he's going to get the edge here. Now to our game-breaker matchup, Leonard Floyd versus Laramie Tunsil. I'm going to give this matchup to Leonard Floyd. This might not be another matchup where he puts a lot of stuff up on the stat sheet. However, I'm going to steal a little bit from the pregame, guys. My bold prediction is Leonard Floyd's going to get his first sack of the season against Laramie Tunsil and the Miami Dolphins. However, I do think he wins this matchup. He just does so much, and I think he will continue to show how dynamic of an athlete he is. All the jobs he fulfills on the field, even if they don't exactly show up in a stat sheet, they don't exactly get a lot of glory from the media and or fans. I'm going to give this matchup to Leonard Floyd. I think he's going to complete every job that Vic Fangio throws at him this week, and I think he'll do it with excellence. And like I said, I feel that there is an inkling that there will be more pass rush opportunities for Leonard Floyd in this game, and I think he brings Tannehill down at least once in this contest. So wrapping things up, that is three matchups in favor of Chicago and just two for the Miami Dolphins. 
As I say in every podcast that I do with the matchups, this does not indicate which way the game will go at the end of the day. It's just fun to see. Your heart health is the foundation of your body's performance. So if you want to stay at your peak, your heart has to do the same. Cocovia delivers the level of cocoflavanols clinically proven to increase circulation, promoting healthy blood pressure and a strong heart. Boost your cardiovascular health and stay peak with Cocovia at cocovia.com. That's C-O-C-O-A-V-I-A.com. And now during Heart Health Month, save 20% with coupon code CVHEART20. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Which key matchups uh, line up for which side. However, this will be a really fun matchup to watch. These are two teams that have succeeded a lot early on. I don't think I'd be remiss in saying that Chicago Bears have a better roster overall, but this will be a game in which they travel. We don't know what the humidity will be in Miami, whether that will play a factor or not. Uh, the Bears are off a of bye, so... If they haven't been hydrating and conditioning, those uh, those weather circumstances could play a role. And like I said, they, these are two teams that are fighting for top spots in their division. So it will be a fun battle to watch. To all the fans that are going down to Miami with some of our Bears brothers staff, A, I am jealous of you, and B, bring us home a victory, why don't you? Until next time, bear down, Chicago. Bear down, Chicago bear.